In an age of turmoil, can free idiots discussing movies change the world? No! Podcast! On Infinite Earths. There's a great um, Facebook page called uh, Doncaster Walking Dead, and it's just videos of spice heads. <laughs> <laughs> Backed to the sound of Spice World. Nice. <laughs> just, nice. Everyone, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like fighting it's in the visible. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> oh, great. Jesus Christ. Shall we um, continue? Shall we get on with the show? Keep all that in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all staying in. I'm still on this one, but that is nice. That's all definitely staying in. Stop stop discussing your wine. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So, today we have watched (laughs) Shaun of the Dead, the the classic horror movie parody. Um, Shall we do some quick facts before we start? Quick facts, yeah! Thank you very much. So, and by quick facts... (laughs) And by quick facts, I mean, let's Google Shaun of the Dead and see what it says, shall we? So, according to the internet... I feel like that comes straight from the groin. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Lower than diaphragm. (laughs) (laughs) Can I um, read my quick facts, please? All right. Well, according to the internet... We shouldn't be allowed to Come on! Let me get this... Why do you do this with us every couple of weeks? I don't know. I should probably just do it myself. You're a you're a sucker for pain. That's what yeah, Clearly. Right, so, Shaun of the Dead, released in April of 2004, directed by Edgar Wright. Budget of $6.1 million. Should, should be in pounds, that really, shouldn't it? Yeah. But never mind. Uh, box office, $30 million. That's, that's okay, I guess. Um, cast, Simon Pegg. Nick Frost, Kate Ashfield, Lucy Davis, Dylan Moran, Bill Nye, Darth Maul, and Penelope Wilson. And of course, a lot of cameos as well throughout. Yeah, it's, a, it's a who's who of British comedy. It yeah. is very much, yeah, as we, you know, some of the cameos are great. There's a hobbit in it. Yeah. There is a hobbit. Yeah. And Martin Freeman. And Martin Freeman. <laughs> hey. And, uh... hey. <laughs> funny guy. You're the funny guy now, Tom. <laughs> In fact, in one of my notes, I have done a joke from Friday Night Dinner where I've put, Jackie looks nice. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> a, a young Tamsin Greg. Um, is it Greg or Greg? I mean, it says it's spelled Greg. Is it? G-R-E-I-G. That's Greg. It's Greg. Yeah, Greg. <laughs> in Scotland, that is Greg. I'll tell you that right is, now. You're not in Scotland now, Lewis. That is a Scottish name and that is Greg. That That's is not Greek. How, um, That's how the people have spelled Jeff with a J. Yeah, I promise you that is <laughs> You're not wrong. Greek. G off. That's how uh, the Canadians on South Park would say Greg. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> Sorry. Um, would you like? I mean, just, just have a guess what was in the box office oh, in two thousand and four. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping you might have thought of something new to say today, rather than Sister Act Two: Die Harder with a Vengeance. <laughs> Oh, you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you li- literally written it down as well? Uh, like? Close. But no. Oh, dear. Um, uh, Stew a little four, cruise control. Oh, that was a good shout. Close. Very close. Alvin and the Chipmunks. 
I'm looking one. and no. <laughs> <laughs> one. Yeah, the, the whole title is Alvin and the Chipmunks. One. One. They had high hopes for that film. I mean, I'll give you a clue. The, the first two films are both sequels. But it's not Sister Act 2, unfortunately. Have we done any of the films on this list? We've done one... The, the film that was seconds uh, was a sequel to a film we have done. AVP 2. You think that was second in 2004? <laughs> I mean, have you seen it? <laughs> no. It is a modern masterpiece. Uh, Boogie Nights, A Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> Blues Brothers 2000. Shall I tell you? Shall I just... Put no, I'm, I'm happy to do this all night. This, <laughs> this is just the rest of the show now. Just you try to guess the 2004 box office. Was there a Batman in there? There's always a Batman no. in there. No, there was no. The second film was a comic book film, a comic book sequel. Spider-Man. Yes, Spider-Man 2. Was Peter Spider-Man. <laughs> um, so, number one for 2004 was Shrek 2. Ooh. And then number Solid two... Film. Modern classic. Yeah. Number two was, is a great film. Right, too, I mean, right? yeah, just for the soundtrack alone, Smash Mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you... What is it? Oh, it's the David Bowie, isn't it? Yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. The light on your microphone went crazy then. Like, it's I, just trying to pick up. I am going to have to lower that volume significantly <laughs> when we get to that sex segment. I think the whole podcast should just be this. Do you it. have one funky sequence space suit Bowie or do you have plenty to changes? <laughs> Somehow it's even harder to do this show in person than it is on Zoom. <laughs> it's like there's no filter on either of you. Do you Some have grass out in space, Bowie? Or do, do you, you smoke AstroTurf? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. <laughs> That's pretty freaky, Bowie. Do you want to let me know when you're done, and then I'll carry on with the rest of the, uh, the box office? Did we, uh, did we ever tell you the story of when me and Tom got really drunk in first year of uni, and he slept in a bath, and we just sang David Bowie to each other? No, other's. but I'm guessing now's the thought. time to tell me, so not as if we're doing a podcast or anything, so why not? Tell me the story, guys. It's not the comfiest sleep of my life. No, it's a great anecdote. I mean, I slept on the floor, so you have you had the luxury condo compared to me. I have the luxury of curvature. <laughs> Although, you know, the, the moisture in there was great for my asthma. Mm. Number three was Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Number four was Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Who even cares anymore? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Number 33 was Alien vs. So, Predator, by the way. Oh, yes! So, <laughs> made top 50. Prisoner it did. of Azkaban is a pretty good film. Mm. I like Prisoner it's of Azkaban, I remember that. Although it ruins it when uh, my girlfriend sees a greyhound or a whippet in the street and she goes, It looks like Professor Lupin when he's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, 2004, not a great year overall. I mean, you had uh, The Day After Tomorrow in the top 10, Shark Tale in the top 10, oh. National Treasure, National Treasure hey. number 10, Nicolas Cage classic. That is a fun film, to be fair. Um, and somehow, 14th was Lord of the Rings Return of the King, which... 14th? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm like. That's... Oh, oh, no, was that from 2002? 
when was when no, did, no, when no, did no, Return of the King come Return out? Return of the King was 2004 so it? Lord of the Rings is that below Shark Tale or above <laughs> oh, Shark Tale no, yeah on. below I maybe remember Lord of the Rings films always came out around Christmas so that's ah, probably like yes. a week yes. of Lord of the Rings you're probably right yeah. versus a year I mean, of everything else they are very festive yeah. those films you ever seen a goblin in a Santa hat <laughs> I, d- I want to come excuse, to Salford excuse me so there you go there's your quick quick facts <laughs> not so quick um, what did we think of Shaun of the Dead it's good isn't it it is very good oh that's great it is a great film <laughs> I feel like it's made better by the fact that we've seen I mean have you seen the third one as well at World's End yeah, yeah. Tri- I, f- I feel like it's trilogy. yeah Cornetto and Blood Trilogy is it called something like that I feel like it's Blood and Ice Cream or yeah, I think it's called like the, the, the Three Flavours trilogy or something. It's made yeah. better by the fact that we know what happens in those films mm. as well. Mainly fence-related activities. <laughs> yeah, I love... <laughs> I do love all the running gags in all the films. Um, the uh, the fruit machine noise is in every film. Hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. I don't think The World's End is... It, it's the weakest of the three World's Ends, I'm but not, it's still I, very... It's a I'm lot of fun. I've definitely not watched it as much as the other two. I've only seen it once. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's, it's got my favourite end line of pretty much any film where he just basically tells the aliens, fuck off, you big lamp! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Hot Fuzz is my favourite. I think Hot Fuzz is the strongest. I think that's probably a general consensus. Yeah. Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, yeah. World's End. What was your reaction to watching Game of Thrones and then seeing that the Hound was the guy guy from Hot Fuzz? (laughs) Yar. I was like, fuck off. And then I was like, reset. Oh, yeah, it's him. (laughs) So good. He um, also used to do um, porridge adverts in Scotland um, back in the 90s. Yeah, he would throw like a massive caber and he would just be sat in like a vest eating like Quaker oats <laughs> with like luscious you. brown hair. He's a, he's a big lad, isn't he? He is a, he's a great actor. Big lad. I read something that said um, the director found it a nightmare to sort of direct him because he had to tell him to stop saying cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that. Wow. Like, <laughs> Was this Quaker oats or something? Well, yeah, it's, the, it's the porridge adverts. Have <laughs> <laughs> some porridge, you cunt. And then he just throws it. Like, That's some cunting good porridge. I'm going to eat some chicken. I don't know why I did it as Sean Bean. Have <laughs> no, some porridge, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's just your uh, go-to impression for any burly man. <laughs> just Sean Bean. It's a Yorkshire accent. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's going to be my go-to. Yeah, which I would have thought Scottish would be your go-to, but apparently not. No. 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 West Country. I've left that behind. <laughs> There's always a bigger fish. Um, so, <laughs> the, um... You're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> I still love the idea of this little, little West Country fisherman on a riverbank in this idyllic setting. <laughs> Just have a little bit of straw coming out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you right, my lawyer? Where has he got straw from when he's fishing? Field <laughs> up to the river. He's explained it. I think the West Country What a rebuttal. I think the West Country accent is contagious because Thomas went, where has he got straw from? <laughs> so, I mean, anyway, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> let's, let's get back on track, shall we? Um, the the very first thing that strikes me in this film, which is what an amazing director Edgar Wright this, is. The, my first note is it, 
Edgar's sound design. Like, it's so yeah. good. They do it in every film, though, don't they? They have that sort of um, old-school hip-hop electro sound to it, and yeah. it's great. Um, he he was supposed to direct Ant-Man, wasn't he? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, well, he did many a loads ago. Yeah. Yeah. But you can see his influence in it as well when you watch it. It would have been a massively different film if he yeah. would have directed all of it, though, wouldn't it? I suspect it would have been a lot better as well. But I think the problem with the Marvel films is they um, have a formula to stick to, and Edgar Wright is very much not part of that mould. Just his editing style but and have, the... Have they changed that since? Because how would you get away with having Taika direct mm. and still try and stick to everything you want to do. True. I mean, hopefully... Well, yeah, maybe have, they've... Have they learned from their mistakes from that? Yeah, maybe, maybe Taika's shown them the way Probably forward. No. I, th- I feel like it is still a blood pact working for Disney. <laughs> They're all warlocks. <laughs> um, but the... <laughs> You have, to, you have to sign the contract under a full moon. Is <laughs> your familiar? You have uh, to sacrifice Bambi. Jesus. Jesus. watches. You maintain eye contact with Thumper. You got it. This is a, this is a very... <laughs> Stamp two for... What is going on right now? Do you need help? Stamp two for yes. What is going on right now, honestly? Um, so the opening scene in the pub, uh, for me, it sort of encapsulates the whole film because it is just great wordplay, mm. quick editing, really funny, really well acted, and it establishes all your main characters' personalities yeah. in about three minutes. I love that to and throw, you know, where he's like, it's not that I don't like you. Yeah. And then he turns to the characters yeah. that are there. And that on its own is a solid joke, but the fact that they do it twice yeah. and you don't <laughs> expect it is... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, you're still living with Ed. It's not that I don't like you, Ed. It's all right. And he does it for, for her friends as well. And then it sort of, it starts all the little gags about the, um, the the pub and everything as well. And obviously it establishes the Winchester as the most important place in this. <laughs> why, throughout all of this film, why are her friends so involved? Like, why Because are... they're both in love with her? Oh, or at least he, okay. or at least he is. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in love with her. And... So is maybe Lucy Davis is in love with her as well, and she knows that um, Dylan Moran is in love with her as yeah, well. They're, they're so at least like childhood friends. So there's at least like a yeah that kind of love. I mean, we'll, mm. we'll we'll talk about that scene later with Lucy Davis, but I love how she is just your quintessential like overbearing actor. <laughs> That's all. She's always on. With a fucking beanie hat as well, and like, because we know people like that. Let's be honest. It sends me back to uni. <laughs> okay, guys, you've just got to feel the room. Feel the room. <laughs> Limber up, guys. Loosen up. <laughs> Deep breaths. Um, but the opening <laughs> is that a drama workshop or is that just you know sex? <laughs> <laughs> I was um, wondering how you Limber up. That <laughs> just blat- blatantly just came out. I, I have got an image that just says Simon Pegg is a genius writer, though. Um, yeah. Just, just the, the amount of jokes they can squeeze into four minutes yeah. is amazing. Uh, and I love the opening montage of just dreary suburban life, middle class life. And we're all just like, it's, a, it's obviously quite on the nose that we're all like zombies anyway. Yeah. Because they lean so heavily into it, have like a choreographed chavs stumbling down the alleyway. It's very topical right now. What are you talking about? What's going on? <laughs> Is there a pandemic or something? Oh, there might be. Not that I know of. 
<laughs> yeah, it, 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 there was something quite um, strange watching it in the middle of a COVID pandemic. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of like the news reader stuff hit yeah. quite similar notes that we've heard and stuff like. Mm. Yeah, keep um, your distance. Oh, stay yeah, at sure. home. Yeah, keep your distance. Stay at home. Face. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Face, space, hands. <laughs> Moisturize and limber up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, it depends what you're doing, I guess. Um, Startups. There, <laughs> there is a lot of. I mean, we'll talk about. There's a lot of foreshadowing in this film. The whole first half of the film yeah, is foreshadowing. It, it, well, it's it, great. It literally says things will change. Yeah. And then, as soon as he says that, it all goes to shit. Like. We're all frantically checking our notes well, for foreshadowing like, mentions there. <laughs> half of my notes are foreshadowing. Like, literally, like a literal foreshadowing. One of the first times you see Sean, it's his shadow being all sort of zombie yeah. shambling. Yeah. And then you see that again later on. Like, we have a repetition in this film. I love it. It's yeah. it, it's almost... It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's like it's poetic, though, the way it, it goes back into a verse. Yeah, that's... Pretty oh, good. Nick. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Just thought of that. That's pretty good. Nick, yeah. Nick Frost tells the same sort of. He says the same line throughout the film, and it's next time I see you, you're dead. And mm. he, he literally says it to the people who do die in the film. Yeah. So this, he's got a few lines that he not like comes back. Cock it. Some of funnily enough, not. Can I get any of you come to drink? he's got some great one-liners that i like just to throw into like everyday conversation mainly just to freak out my wife i like just to go to her there's a girl in the garden <laughs> she's like what jesus christ are you trying to give her a heart attack What's <laughs> it's even funny because she hasn't seen Shaun of the dead and she doesn't know what i'm going on about Lewis, um, Lewis, uh, newly single. Um, <laughs> if anyone's looking, still wearing the ring. There's still, there's still hope. Um, I really love. Um, <laughs> I, I love Edgar Wright's um, editing style, though. Because... Is it a woman catcher in bars? Do you do that thing where it's like, yeah, she, she died twenty years ago. I still wear the ring. I'm twenty eight, so. Um, I, I love. Uh, Edgar Wright's editing style. He does this in every single one of these films. Is this the quick close-ups and quick edits of the most mundane things in life, like mm. brushing your teeth, having a piss. It's these re- it really dramatic moments of the most undramatic things mm. happening on day-to-day life. It, I looked up, is it a crash zoom? You didn't meet you. Crash zoom? Crash zoom. I think that's... Is that some A-level bullshit? Probably. Uh, yeah. The thing where it's like very... like Yeah. Where you All right, zoom guys, into something. I get it. It was a useless A-level. <laughs> I understand that. It has not helped me in any way do this podcast. Because yeah. we don't talk about anything. <laughs> say, say intermediality. Intermediality. <laughs> there we go. Say it three times and you, you get a degree. <laughs> say three times... And the spectre of your media teacher. Dress like Beetlejuice. That'd be great. That'd be great. Maison scene! (laughs) (laughs) Juxtaposition. (laughs) Juxtaposition. (laughs) I can't say it a third time. I can't. It's been deeply ingrained that... There's a mirror right there. You don't want to do it. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yes. Edgar Wright's editing is an awful lot of fun because it it gives the the film a great... uh, 
energy. And stuff. Yeah, 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 and, and it, it paces it really nicely. And it's just, I find it so comical that it's these really intense close-ups of him just pulling up mm. his zipper and putting his toothbrush away. Yeah. Even this is like, because I, I looked into a few different lists and stuff of references that it makes. There's so many film references of this, you could never catch them all. Uh, like even, Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> but even that is like stuff that's used in like Evil Dead and stuff. There's a lot of that sort of quick zoom into stuff. I don't believe you. Well, <laughs> I haven't seen I it. I saw it on the internet, so it must be true. I will take your word for it. I'm trying to really manly pull off this bottle cap without a. Don't no, say pull don't off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Easy, easy. Um, you know one thing I love about this film, guys. All right, gay. There we go. Hey. Hey. We so all tried to stop to say, it. Didn't we, like? You know one thing I love about this shit. This, this shit. shit. What the podcast? Oh are no. They? Oh. Have you oh, It's not gone on the sort of the chair, has it? No, it's gone on me. I've she made, will kill you. I've made <laughs> sure it's not gone on the chair. She will hunt you down. She's got a. Specific set of skills. <laughs> right. <laughs> she will find you and she will kill you. <laughs> right, let's just... Good look. <laughs> Got a pause there. Oh, no, it did go on the chair. Uh, well, for fuck's sake. Does she listen to us? We'll blot it out. We'll and cut it out of the podcast just to be safe. Yeah. No, don't. <laughs> That'll be fine. I'll just say I pissed myself while working. <laughs> I was working so hard... That a little bit of wee came yeah. out. And I'll tell her, I'll be specific, I'll say, it, it isn't sex wee. Not sex wee, no. Just, uh, under the sink, in the cupboard. Oh, yeah. Next to the coffee pods. Oh, <laughs> Next to pegs. I'm going to this bit out. And my brain went to a different place, though. <laughs> <laughs> There wasn't that much. Go on, dab. It's mostly just froth. Dab. Just leave it, it's fine. It'll dry up. I'll block the, the main bits. I've, spin, I've spilt bean juice on that chair before, and that's not a, <laughs> that's not a euphemism for anything. Um, it definitely is. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, every bean juice is sacred. Please, can you keep this in the podcast? Just as oh, talking while you're in there. I might as well. Yeah. Uh, it's it's no worse than the rest of the show. Yeah, I, I mean, it's slightly weird. Mum, my mum shares. Oh, no, I don't. I don't want to know how this conversation goes. <laughs> We've been talking about bean juice. Uh, it's just because my mum shared one of the podcasts the other day on Facebook. I was like, great. If you like this kind of thing, I was like, please don't listen to this. <laughs> Also, your demographic is not really what we're going for. <laughs> to each their own. Uh-huh. Right, sh- should we do a countdown and get back into it so I can nah. edit it all out? <laughs> no. I, I, feel, I feel like we should just cut it in with something really inappropriate, like we usually do. <laughs> anyway. I'm not, I'm not the literal. Thank you, son. So, as I was saying before, <laughs> I... Um, spilt cider everywhere um i love how so miserably british the whole film is mm. like it is overwhelmingly 
just dreary. <laughs> Did it make you want to go back to university? No. Like when you saw their house, <laughs> I was like, this reminds me of being yeah. in uni and there's bottles everywhere and just playing really shit video games. Uh, well, I lived at home during university. Rabble, rabble, rabble. I commuted every day from home. From Scotland? No. <laughs> Don't be silly. Um, <laughs> from the West Country, that is a trek. Uh, oh, well done. Well done. Did you did you fly? Yeah, you're proud of yourselves now. Air miles, that's good to build up. We were talking about dad jokes. I was gonna say your arms must be tired. Uh, 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 <laughs> well done. Well done. Keep us on trying to this. Yes, I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, so yeah, just sticking on to just while we're discussing Edgar Wright. Um, it's um, the, the the entire film feels very like. Almost like schizophrenic. It's just it's always like cutting from one thing to it's really just like frenetic and yeah. it, it's like a hyperactive person. It's just constantly zipping about. It's one of those films where it's like every almost every other film we watched, I've at some point checked my watch. Yeah, like to see how far we've gone on. Whatever. Same. Sean of Earth has just watched it, got to the end, I was like, oh, mm. it's done now. That's the problem with some of these films that we watch. Some of them are genuinely good, and you forget to write notes. Mm. You sit and just watch the film. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and uh, you mentioned earlier that the sound design of the film, and throughout all your opening scenes, like when he's at work, when he's on the bus, there's always a constant sound of sirens in the background. Like, there's always, there's just something, and, it, it, you know, and, and you know what's happening, but it's just so clever that they've always, they're always foreshadowing just the absolute mm. chaos with just the occasional ambulance going past, the occasional police going past. And it's even like in the news, so it's at least been happening for like yeah. at yeah. least a couple of days probably. Yeah. Nobody pays attention to it though. No, that, that's what I noticed as well. Is like he literally changes the channel while it's mid news story, as if like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm not. I'm not interested. That's great though, because when he's skipping through it and they're all talking about zombies, and then he skips <laughs> yeah. to E4, and there's nothing about yeah. zombies. They're talking about. What were they talking about? Still, Coldplay doing it. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> but it's that sort of thing that we're all so just like um, engrossed in our own lives and we're trying to just get through the day. You, you're totally oblivious to what's going on around you. Um, just like that bit where the homeless man just eats the pigeon in the park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of Huddersfield. Um, <laughs> I went to town wow. the other day and went to... It's called Pigeon Park. Uh, <laughs> Dead Pigeon Park. Yeah, yeah. It's an epitaph on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I think one of my favourite parts of this film is for the first third, you're seeing these characters, you're seeing just random people on the street that you then revisit yes. again. Yeah, like the, like, the, the guy like, getting married. Like they play and... the day on repeat, but you're yeah. just seeing they're just turning up as zombies and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, it's great. So much fun. Like, even that, like, so that, that, that groom that's in the shop, you see him down the street yeah, like, later on just well, no, as... He, he's the one that comes in my house, doesn't he? Oh, does he? Yeah. Does he come in the house? Oh, shit. Oh, he's, he's missing an arm. That's what he said. That guy, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. And there's a kid kicking the football. Yeah. And the, the guy asking for change. And yeah. he's lost, lost his dog. Where's the dog? Is the dog all right? That's the important question. I, I don't know. Can dogs become zombies? We don't see any zombie dogs. No. I mean, it happens in, like, Resident Evil, doesn't it? Like, yeah. the, but... What rules are we playing by? 28 days later? <laughs> oh, so, I had a question. Um, because, not that like it's boring, it's a, good, it's a good film, but I had some questions about, if you were to be in a zombie apocalypse, which zombies would you want? 
You, you do not want the 28 Days Later zombies. No. Nothing that can run. Yeah, yeah. The ones that are fast moving, you don't want. Yeah, if you I, want can, the... I want to be able to outpace with a power walk. But then you run into the problem of going into World War Z, where they are slow moving, but they clamber over each yeah. other. Yeah. They're like, like it's ladders a, and stuff. They have like they're, a hive mind, don't they're they? They're a bit yeah. more frenetic. They're a bit more like, yeah. have to get to you kind of thing. Whereas. Hmm. I mean, these zombies are your ideal ones. Like, they're just a little bit like, unless they're in like a, a group, they're just a, they're easy to take out. So like, you could just dopey. cricket bat them in yeah. the head. Um, I'll be totally honest. If there was a zombie apocalypse, um, you know, you see these films, these people like they rally together, they they barricade themselves in, they get their supplies. If it was me, I'd top myself immediately. I have no interest in Whoa. being in an apocalypse. Oh, shit. I will be out of there straight away. You know, like, you know Shaun of the Dead is not even an entire day. I would, <laughs> I would be hanging from the ceiling. If I looked out the window and there were zombies, I'd be like, right, I'm done. I'm out. Oh, That's it. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you would be... Um, have you seen The Mist or read The Mist? Yes, I have. <laughs> You'd be that guy at the end who's ready to shoot himself yeah. and he shoots all his family and then the, the army turn up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was having this conversation with Steph. I was like, if there was a zombie apocalypse, where would you go? And I would literally... She said, I'd just stay in the house. And I was like, I'm not being funny, but our windows aren't even double glazed. <laughs> <laughs> First world problems, but <coughs> zombies are coming through those windows. Wait, to be fair, a pub is... It's pretty decent. It's a solid structure. Would you, though, would you be the sort of person, like, a la uh, Zombieland, would you then enjoy zombie apocalypse? Would you be the person who goes around killing zombies for the hell of it? Like, would Because I always thought it'd be really cool to go to, like, a uh, shopping centre. Yeah. And just, like, yeah. let off some steam. Well, that, that's always my thing with these things. Like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Get rid of some of those turned <laughs> up feelings. <laughs> It's, it's really obvious. It's skipping ahead a little bit, but it's really obvious when Sean <laughs> goes to the apartment after the apocalypse and he's just running along and specifically goes towards the guy yeah. to smack him with a hand. Yeah, I would beeline. I'd well, definitely thing, right? beeline. That'll be the thing where it's like, and the next day they've figured out the cure for it. Yeah. And then a month down the line, you're, you and a thousand other people are in court. <laughs> for war crimes. Yeah. <laughs> Mild genocide. I feel that I was about... like, you kill my man. She was trying to eat it for a day. She was trying to eat it for a day. Yeah. Calm down. I feel that about lockdown. You know, I've been on some... <laughs> Finish for sentence. Wait, wait for it. Wait for this. I've been on Zoom calls where people have shaved the head, shaved their eyebrows, shaved the beard because they're in lockdown and no one will see them. But then I said I'd be the sort of person who would do that and then the day after they'd be like, oh, you're going back to work? Yeah. Like, ah, shit. I'm like an eel. Completely hairless. Just. I was not expecting that. I'm like an eel. What? What would you do? What? Where would you go? Like, where would be your base so of operations? So, I, I have this thing. When I walk my dogs, I frequently think, what would happen if I was on a walk and I just saw, like, nuclear explosions everywhere? I always think about the end game. It's such a bloke. I know. Thing, this it? is what I think about. But I frequently see, like, little abandoned farmhouses out in the country. That's where I would go. I'd find one of these, like, old barns. And I'd, I'd, I'd barricade it. Because then you've got, like, a good clear line of sight as to what's coming your way. 
I'd get a lot of thought to this, guys. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but yeah, I'd be like, like not yeah, semi-rural. Zombies don't know about <laughs> zones. They don't know about housing zones. No, but you so know, if, if, if you're out of the way, then you've, you can see them coming for a while. And that, that's what I want. And then just like a nice, like, like a building on its own, so they're not going to be sneaking in through another building, that sort of thing. Oh, but I reckon like terrace houses a week in, it'll be like, when everyone was sort of clapping out windows and all playing music together. <laughs> like, there'll be a load of zombies on the street and he'd just be leaning out of a window going like, you right, Sarah? <laughs> I mean, he, he does say this while we're sat in a terraced house. He does. Um, <laughs> it, it, it could be real. But like, yeah, you'll be, like, someone will set up string, you'll be, like, passing stuff along to neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> or would you do Zombieland, Tallahassee, and would you go to a celebrity's house? There's not many celebrities in northwest of England, though, I can go to. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few, like, B-list footballers' houses I can choose from, but, I mean, other than we that... We could go to, uh, well, if, if it happened now, we could go to, is it Lena Headey's mum and dad's house? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now that uh, John Sim, the actor, lives in Saddleworth. We'd go to his house. <laughs> I mean, there is that. I reckon supermarket, if you can get control of it, quite mm. early on because mm. you've got the big shutters you can put yeah. down yeah. you've got a lot of canned food yeah you've got your supplies that is a good shout because there's a lot of things in like Fallout isn't there where you go into like supermarkets and it's held by ravagers and they've developed this thing where they put their shelving units up as blockades and stuff it's interesting like especially the, if you go to like Lidl because then all the, the middle aisle stuff, there's bound to be at least one, <laughs> one frying good, pan. Yeah, one good weapon in there somewhere. Thankfully, <laughs> it was Zombie Apocalypse Week at Lidl and Middle Aisle. So they had Survival mis- Week. <laughs> Bear Grylls Week at Lidl. My problem would be, like, we're talking like we're going to be like oh, no, guns ho. We're, we're dead immediately. <laughs> we're, we're immediately. We do dead. not immediately turn into Will Smith from Iron Legend. We would be dead. Like, 100%. Yeah. I, I wrote it down where I was like, I cannot fire a gun. I have never shot a gun in my life. No. But Sean somehow miraculously gains this knowledge. Well, that is, again, skipping ahead a long bit. I like the fact that he's not hitting the head yeah. straight away or not hitting every time. Because you wouldn't. Yeah, and I, I love that it's it's filmed like a POV video game. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's great. But no, we would be... I would be um, Peter Serafinowicz just dead in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. Day one, in the shower, dead. That's me. Well, we spoke about this, didn't we? Where we were talking about what universe would you want to be in, and we were all talking about Harry Potter. We were all talking about Marvel. Yeah, but not, but <laughs> we would be ourselves in those universes. Yeah, we yeah. would not be Muggles built for those. Trying yeah. to get into the Ministry of Magic. That it'd be it, like, it? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like Boys, wouldn't it? The yeah. series on um, Amazon yeah. where they're just dealing with. These superheroes just doing whatever the hell they want. Like. Yeah. Speaking of the boys, season two is exceptional. Like season one, I wasn't that enamoured with, but season two is absolutely amazing. Um, I won't spoil too much of it. That but... guy is an English accent, though. Oh, Carl uh, Urban cannot do an English accent. <laughs> he, he, he I, is... I really like him though. Still, yeah, he's, like, he's very, very likable. But they need to do a dread two. Oh, well, they were talking about a series at one yeah. point, but he was mm. possibly going to like pop into occasionally. Do it. Do the, it. There's a great bit in episode three or four, and they literally, I mean, it involves a whale, and I won't say much more than that, but it is just, yeah, 
it's ridiculous and so gross. <laughs> so did, gross. Did, so this is a segue. I read this today. There, uh, There's a bit of a uh, public footpath in Whitby that has been <laughs> blocked that off. Is <laughs> that is a massive segue. <laughs> no, it, it comes back. So there is a, a public footpath at this moment in time in Whitby blocked off to the public because there is a whale dead on it. Sounds about right. Yeah. They, they don't know how it got there. They, they don't know... Because it is inland by at least... I was going to say, like, <laughs> at least Whitby sees fine. If it was like... Fucking Huddersfield. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you can't go down there. There's a whale. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Aquaman, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, fine. Um, well, they're trying to evolve again because we fucked the seas. Jesus. Maybe it was you know the the rain cycle. Maybe it got sucked up into a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Shot of the dead. <laughs> Uh, where are we? Wait. Uh, Darth Maul. That's a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, Peter Serafinowicz plays the landlord. Um, I'm surprised you haven't done the uh, the the tune. <laughs> I've been. I'm holding it back because <laughs> he's knackered his vocal cords doing it last time. My favourite to and throw between Peter Serafinowicz and Sean Simon Pegg. Yeah, is when he's like, uh, "Do you remember when we stayed up all night playing Tekken?" Yeah, and then Sean's like, ah, "Yeah, that's great. When was that?" And he was like, "It's five fucking years ago." Yeah, my I think my favorite line the whole film is when he's he's telling them to like keep the music down, and then he, he shows them the 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 wound that he's got. He's like, "Oh, I got mugged. I got bitten." And then Nick Frost goes, "Oh, why did he bite you?" <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite line in any film. Wait, wait, is that your Cockney? Yeah. Okay. Or is it? Is it? It's serviceable. I think that's all right. That is. That is like um, Assassin's Creed. Like. That, that's that's Carl Urban doing an English accent. <laughs> um, Little street urchin. Nick, <laughs> hey, she I'll will you, go Fagan. She won't go Fagan. I'll tell you what though. No, no. Jesus. No, no, no. Just for those at home. Also, Thomas had four glasses of wine at this point. <laughs> He might not make it through the whole show. We're um, not even like ten minutes in. We're not like, genuinely not. We've just introduced Darth Maul. Like. Um, I'll be holding that in for so long. Okay, well, you, you got it, Anna. Uh, Nick Frost. Guys, guys, please. Nick Frost makes a very convincing gorilla. I have to say, he does a great gorilla impression. He's an orangutan, I think. All right. Oh, sorry, sorry. Or Jesus. how um, that guy says it. Orangutan. <laughs> what guy? What's he called? That 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 uh, filmmaker, direct. What's he called? What's what, what's he done? What's he directed? So I. So the life of Pi guy. Is that who you think? No, of? That's no, racist. no. He's, <laughs> he is. He. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> No, I always do an impression of him, and it's because he does um, wildlife documentaries, and he does. Uh, the lesser spotted booby. Richard Attenborough. That's the one. <laughs> David Attenborough. David Attenborough. Oh, yeah, Richard's dead. Not Richard. Yeah. <laughs> Richard's dead. Yeah, what were we talking about? Um, why, why did I say that? What was that? Uh, in... Clyde, because he's... Clyde. Yeah, Clyde. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did you forget David Attenborough? I don't know. National Treasure, David Attenborough. I, I, along with Tom, I have also... Oh, yeah, you're on glass number five of um, mine. But he says, Orangutan. Yeah. Well, because it comes... Utan means, like, person... 
Mm. Like orangs of the forest or something. It's, it means yeah. like forest person or something like that. See, folks, you learn something on this podcast the as well. Spotted booby. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Um, just going to read this note out because it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> uh, I said, there's, there's few films where the editing is the star of the show, mm. but who cares? We're not discussing anything proper anymore. It's just gone off the rails completely. Uh, Corrales, Lewis, Corrales. So let's try and get through the film then. Um, you've got red on you. Yeah, you've got red on you. Thank you. But Simon Pegg has an argument with his girlfriend. Um, Do you recognise the guy who says you've got red on you? It's Rafe Spool? He He's is in Hot Fuzz. He's one of the Andes. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That makes sense. Is it Rafe Spool? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and then obviously uh, Sean and Ed go to the pub and you have that great scene when this is the night before the zombie apocalypse and I love when the first zombie is like banging on the door and like we're closed <laughs> they just think it's a piss head at the door so British right, yeah <laughs> so British it, it, that marks the sort of cock up cascade of the whole film though doesn't it because he's like yeah it's not the end of the world and then she knocks on the door yeah it's it, the beginning of the end and then you have that iconic scene when they're stumbling out the pub drunk and they do a like a duet with Ba-da-ba-da-ba-da. the zombie. It is great. It's so good. Um, My favourite line is when there's that obvious zombie in that guy's neck. And yeah. like, what's what's wrong, love? You haven't had your tea. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how they turn away just as the neck is snapping off. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's a great Nick Frost line because if you watch some of the bloopers on Hot Fuzz, there's, there's some of the stuff he comes out with is just gold. My, right, my favourite bloopers on Hot Fuzz is how many times they had to do the, I don't know, per? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get through it. It took him so many times. I'll tell you what, guys. Just when we come on to Hot Fuzz, you wait until my Liam Neeson impression. Because <laughs> my it's Lewis's time to shine. There's a great dirty bastard. Where there's there's the kid pissing on the wall and he spins round and Nick Frost just goes, "Oh, carpet matches the drapes." <laughs> Gross. Um, before we move on, I know you made a note of it as well that they foreshadow the entire movie. In Ed's little uh, plan for the next day, they do. Uh, I've got it written down. Go on, if you'd like. It. Let's hear it. So That's... the first thing is uh, we'll have a bloody Mary first thing. That's for Mary, who works at Landis. Oh, very true in the garden. Which yeah. is both a play on Londis and the director Landis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You absolute prick. <laughs> uh, uh, Jesus Christ! A bite at the king's head, which. Uh, is it Philip? Yep. Yeah. Uh, stepdad? Yeah. Bit him? Yeah. Uh, couple of the little princess, so that's going to uh, thingies to get the. And there's people. literally a couple yeah. at the. Lo- and he has to climb the building mm-hmm. yeah. like. Yeah. Tangled. Ooh, very good. Yeah. Oh, very clever. Yeah. Look, look at us analysing a film. Uh, stagger back here, which is when they're trying to be zombies together. Oh, yeah. And, and bang, back at the bar, the shots. Hey, there you go, folks. You can stop watching right there. Yeah, I mean, the listening. Oh, that's true. Let's stop then. <coughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> can so... we stop there? Because I, I have been dying for a piss. Yes, <laughs> yes, we can. What time is it? Like twelve o'clock.
Right, so we are about 20 minutes into the film now, and an hour into the podcast somehow. And then what happens? We okay. have just reenacted the film. It so, probably. Speaking of foreshadowing, um, Peter Serafin has a great line to Ed saying, um, if you want to live like an animal, go and live in the shed. Yes. Which is a pretty great line. And he also says the shed's always locked. Yeah. And there's a bit at the end where he unlocks the shed. Yeah. It just, yeah, just, just... Circles within circles, Lewis. <laughs> it's like they actually thought about it, not like George Lucas. Take that, George, if you're listening, which you are, because you've nothing else to do. Skipped. I feel like the bit that's transcended the film more than anything else, that dogs can't look up. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Big Al says it, it's true. Big Al, yeah. um, so the, the next morning, then, the... Um, can they, though? Of course they they can look up. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But do we we just move ahead or do they actually look up? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Can can they look up to the same extent that we can? I can look at the ceiling. Can a dog look at the ceiling? A wolf can. (laughs) The question isn't whether a wolf can look at the ceiling. I mean, like like a King Charles Spaniel definitely can't. His eyes point different directions. I mean... I feel like the question should be, if a dog looks up, will anyone hear it? <laughs> I feel like Nietzsche said that. Does, if um, a dog looks yeah. up in the woods... Does, <laughs> does a dog shit and look up in the woods? Is a dog that looks up in the wood Catholic? <laughs> does the Pope hear it? <laughs> <clears throat> What's going on? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what, um, what are we watching? Like, Shaun of the Phantom Dead. Phantom Menace? No. Yeah. Uh, so, the next morning, there is an absolutely... Um, Stop it. Stop it. This is so difficult with you guys. So difficult. <laughs> the next morning... <laughs> you just have to do it once. One more time. That's always the thing. When someone tells you not to do something... Is that the thing, Tom? Is that always the thing? Is that it? (laughs) Lewis has got a really red complexion. Someone with a musical background, I had to finish... (laughs) For the people out there who can't see Lewis's face, the vein on the top of his head is popping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As he tries to control... checked. These shows are a lot easier on Zoom at 12 in the afternoon. <laughs> because none of us have had a drink. No, <laughs> true. So, right, 20 minutes into the film, it is the next morning, and we get this amazing one long tracking shot of mm. Simon Pegg, Sean, stumbling to the corner shot. Like re- reliving the previous shot as well. Which yeah, is but it's... I watched this. It is one long shot. I don't think there's a single edit in the whole thing. It's just him from his house to the shop, around the shop, back home again as just one long tracking shot, which is a really hard thing to do. My favourite bit is when he slips on what is yeah, presumably blood. blood. Yeah, it's blood. It's definitely blood. <laughs> That's later on though, isn't it? Because they, they reenact the scene from the beginning mm. where he goes to the shop for a, a can of coke. That's what this yeah. is though. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. It's, it's oh, the second the, the scene. The yeah. of it. Okay. Yeah. And then you've got like the, um, you know, you see the, the groom in the background just stumbling around and mm. he, he's just completely oblivious to the zombies because he's hung over his fuck. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there, guys. It's a very... Word... <laughs> it line. That was, that was very cromulent. <laughs> do you want to try that again, Tom? I'm not sure I do. Anyway. <laughs> it was very what? 
It was very word. Relatable. There, there you we go. go. Oh, okay. Yes, we have We've, all been... I mean, probably tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but there is something about that sort of just... You're just in your own little world completely. Yeah. And, you know, you, you're just consumed by your own troubles that you don't notice other people. And, you know, there's probably a metaphor about looking out for other people in there, but I think it's you should... probably something about social media. Oh, look up for your phones, yeah. <laughs> Hey, speaking of which, <laughs> in, in the opening montage, bear in mind this was done in 2004. The iPhone didn't come out until I think 2007. There's a scene where everyone stood at a bus stop on like old, like Nokia phones, Thanks staring at the. Yeah. And to be fair, being, faxing. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. It, it's quite um, it's yeah. clever that they're all already engrossed in their technology at that point. But yeah, yeah. anyway, um, he stumbles home with the uh, with the cornetto for, for Ed. Um, which is a precursor for a whole trilogy, which is quite cool. Precursor, mm. nice word. Cornetto, right? I made up for forgetting how words work a minute ago. <laughs> I mean, you didn't forget how they worked, you just simply went words. <laughs> it's true uh, and then yeah he's he's flicking through the channels you get those amazing um, splices of uh, like different shows explaining what's going but again he's still totally oblivious to what's going on can can we talk about the special effects on the zombies because they for 2004 and for a relatively low budget film yeah, yeah six million dollars not a lot they're yeah. pretty good yeah like the zombies are pretty... Yeah. But I... Uh, oh, one second, I always hate that. What? I went, six million dollars, not a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's like, give us six million dollars and maybe, maybe we could make a semi-decent podcast. <laughs> but no guarantees. Uh, yeah, no, the, um, the, the, the zombies look great. I mean, they are... They're not zombies like you see from other films where they're very much just like... They're much more... They're like people, really. They've not quite lost their human edge, but which I like that they went with that route for the zombies and not just like yeah. wild animals tearing... Th- yeah. yeah, They're not 28 days later where yeah. they've been on a Peloton bike for <laughs> many months. Chris Froome coming at you. <laughs> Imagine zombies on bikes. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> um, it's funny you should say that because I was thinking, you know how you are as a person now. Do yeah. You, does that trans? Does that copy and paste to becoming a zombie? Like, there's a bit where there's a zombie who is in a wheelchair. <laughs> like, if you are become a zombie, do you have the disabilities, the illnesses that you had as a human? Um, the limitations as a human. You mean like, is there like socially awkward <laughs> zombies? <laughs> Aspergers for zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Probably to a certain extent, like if you if you have no muscle mass mm. to be able to do stuff. Yeah, you're probably an easier zombie. Gonna be able to do, use it anyway. Like do you think there's a zombie that does really does not like change? <laughs> he likes routine. Is, is there a zombie that's Almost afraid of too. commitment? <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't want to get too well, close to other zombies. This, this is a thing you could think about with this movie. There's a couple of moments for it where like. Zombies retain characteristics. Yeah, there is actually. You're like, right. The the stepdad turning off the music. Ed at the very end playing video games. Like the yeah. the homeless guy is still asking for like his hands yeah. still out and stuff. True. How how gone are they? Is this curable? Is Sean a mass murderer? Uh, well, yeah. This is a very good question because the. Uh, and like you said, it's like how much of the the person is is aware of what's happened to them because that's pretty like dark. If if yeah. Ed is yeah. semi aware that he is now 
you know, a, a zombie. That it's pretty scary. Is it a little bit like there's a re- really good book that you should read, uh, Stephen King's uh, Nightmares and Dreamscapes. All right, nerd. <laughs> There's, there's, a, it's like a collection of short stories, and there's a story where um, someone gets bitten by a snake and they pass out, but people think they are dead, and it's basically them talking in their head as the autopsy's going on. Oh Jesus! And I feel wow. like that's what it's like. Are you, are yeah. you, can you, are you part of this world? Do you know that you're a zombie? Do you know that you're staggering around the world? because yeah. it's, it's scary to think that they might be, maybe they're all just trying to get help. Yeah, are they yeah. yeah. sentient? Like, yeah. I think there's something we explore a little bit in the, like, the, the Of the Dead series. I think, is it is it Dawn? Which one's that? Because there's Dawn of the yeah. Dead. Which other one's that? One of the later ones, they the zombies seem to get a little bit more intelligent and stuff. Like, mm. is it... So, are is, they... Is this just a condition? Are they battling this this Maybe. illness? Are they Are they becoming... More saint, sentient? Are they becoming more human? Because have you seen Zombieland Two? Not the second one. No. So Zombieland Two, they introduce a lot more different zombies. They introduce like runners. They introduce um, oh, like, I can't yeah, types of zombies. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a zombie where it is. It, it knows how to climb buildings. It knows how to climb stairs. It knows everything that it would know as a human. Do you maintain that? Like, mm. as a zombie. Perhaps not in this world. I, but, but I think in this world that they, they do retain some of their own personality traits. Because even, like, um, Peter Serafinos' character goes seemingly specifically to get Ed. Because yeah. he hates <laughs> him. Um, so, it, it, like you said, it's, you know, it's, it's Sean a mass murderer, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you do in that situation? And that's the horrific thing as well. Is like, if... If something even vaguely similar to a zombie outbreak happened in the real world where people mentally become incapacitated or have a big change of behaviour, there'll probably be this little group of people who will start smacking people in the head. Yeah. And then a week later, people are like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking this as well. It's like, if you know, if it actually happened, would there be like a, 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 you know, a huge like outpouring for like, don't hurt them, try and just like help them. But yeah, actually, they're just, yeah. they're just people. When is the event horizon? When do you get to that point where you think, <laughs> right, I am going to don my Batman suit and I'm going to start hitting people with a bat? Oh. I think the... W- the... Depends what mood I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when do you get to that point? Is yeah. I mean, it's kind of telling about society, but it's probably when TV and radio stop broadcasting mm. yeah when when the things that give you that sense of normality go away you panic yeah when the TV station shut down and you don't have those familiar voices in your home telling yeah. you to stay calm because at the moment we've still got Piers Morgan and Susanna Reid saying Covid's under control guys yeah. okay when Susanna Reid's off the air I'm going to freak the fuck out guys <laughs> I'm not going to lie I'm going to do Piers 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 is a piece of shit but <laughs> Just, I, just I sorry, like... just, just on Piers Morgan, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had a theory about this guy. By the way. I, was, I was scrolling through Netflix, and Piers Morgan does a lot of shows with like serial killers, people on death row, and I've realised the only way he can make himself seem palatable is to sit next to rapists and serial killers. <laughs> so. 
Fuck you, Piers Morgan. Anyway, back to Shaun of the Dead. What do you want to say, Tom? He is the, he is the Goebbels of... <laughs> of T-Type TV. <laughs> he is the Goebbels and Goering of T-Type TV. Stands next to someone who is... <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's great. Well, who's Hitler? Eamon Holmes? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Kyle, we've already shot him in the head. Got rid of him. <laughs> Wow. Jesus. Also, Aaron Holmes is also a bit of a piece of shit as well, by the way. So, uh, Right, so we... Are, are these zombies doomed to relive the last minutes of their life? Because you were saying that you see them in the street, there's a kid kicking a ball. Oh, I get what you mean. Yeah. Are they... Is that the last thing they retain in their yeah, memory? So their only crime is reliving the last well, days of their life. Is it last moments or is it the, for most of like repeated motion yeah that, like oh, okay yeah the like most Ed, um still the most the autonomous things that they do so yeah. if that was true if we became zombies we would wake up at 10 o'clock and then have a wank and watch daytime tv <laughs> i mean six for me but yes agreed <laughs> <laughs> you're never too early for your morning wank but any <laughs> <Edit> point <laughs> and cut um one of your five a day <laughs> Only five. <laughs> just, sorry, this is gross, but there's there's a thing on on uh, Facebook, and the internet is a fucking great thing. Uh, there's a guy who died from having fifteen. <laughs> wait, there's a guy. There's a guy who died from having fifteen wanks in the same day. Uh, what's this like dehydration? Yeah. Yeah. So someone had commented underneath, going, "Oh, good, good." 14 is the limit. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, that is horrible, but yeah. It's fact finding. <laughs> yes. He's getting his news from memes on Facebook. That person clearly Googled how many's too many in, <laughs> in 24 hours. <laughs> just needed a Lucas I just love, Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that it would come up with um, just, you know, like when you search on Google how much is in a teaspoon and it comes up with the answer. <laughs> Like, how many wanks is too much? 14. Yeah. <laughs> Google suggested answer at the top. <laughs> maybe, maybe, like you said, maybe he did need a Lucas Aid spot. Maybe. I, I, I have fond memories of being pissed up in Liverpool with you and you saying, I really need some shaky, shaky feel good. What was it called? <laughs> oh, the um, Elkasel's, the, the little tabs you put and it like fizzes up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> to, be, to be fair, that is from black books, not just me, but just like that. But fizzy, fizzy, feel good. <laughs> black books is an amazing. You know when he's laid on the sofa, like hungover, and he goes, "Where's my lolly?" And it's just a wine bottle with a stick in it, and he <laughs> smashes it on the smashes desk, the and he's glass. just licking this like full wine bottle. Guys, guys, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Um, he's in it related he's here in we go segway yes exactly <laughs> Dylan Moran so um, there's a girl in the garden and yes, amazing is. sequence because one they think she's just pissed uh, it's that amazing scene, like oh my god she's so drunk yeah. <laughs> it's great I think this is the bit where the film turns and yeah. you see how graphic it will get yeah like the bit where you see through her I, like, I, yeah like, I've oh, made shit. like and it's the first of the uh, foreshadowing 
that Ed gives, it's Bloody Mary. Yeah. yeah. She's called Mary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I made a note of that, you know, when they push her onto that pole in the garden and the, the shot through the hole in her stomach. Oh, it's great. It's great because both their faces are like, yeah. holy shit. I also, I love her reaction before that point. It's so British as well, where they pushed her to get her away. Yeah. And they think she's died for a moment. Yeah. And some folks just got his mouth on his face. It's like, whoop. <laughs> is oh, he's got my dog. He's got his mouth on his face. <laughs> his hand on you his mouth. You know what? <laughs> his hand on his There's mouth. something a bit British about someone being impaled on a stand for an umbrella. <laughs> yes. So. For a you know a rotating uh, washing line. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, one of my favourite lines from that is when he's trying to call the po- the police. He's in the house and Ed's like. Call, call the fire department, yeah. call an ambulance, and he's like, it's one number and it's busy! <laughs> yeah, it's the same number. Um, can we just talk about what amazing chemistry Simon Pegg and Nick Frost have on screen, though? So like they, Every scene they're in is totally elevated by their back and forth, and I think you can really see their friendship it's been built through. up over many years though hasn't it you know you, you think about spaced and yeah. some of the best bits in that series is just them two yeah. in a corridor just talking well like, pre-spaced Nick Frost I think was just a waiter that they knew and were friends with like he wasn't an actor before that no you're right yeah I've heard this before that is, he's that is so correct. funny though like, he's great he's as he, the gun expert in uh, yeah, so it's like, in space he's just... he, he is excellent um, and then you have that amazing sequence when the, the other zombies are trying to get in the house and then they're just throwing kitchen utensils at them and toasters <laughs> and then they're the going through the vinyl the record records it's so, so clever because the, the zombies coming towards them like no keep that one yeah. No, no, keep that one. I, Priorities. Yeah. I actually wrote down the Batman soundtrack is banging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. A kiss from Also, tie in. <laughs> Baby! Tie in. <laughs> Batman uh, Day. Hey. It, it's Batman Day, it's, exactly. It's all connected. It's all. I mean, we're not going to release this episode on Batman Day, bear in mind, because today is Batman Day, and uh, it'll be like a week until well, we release this, but <laughs> never mind. Another yeah. one of our favourite lines from that is when, she tra- when he tries to ring his girlfriend. And uh, he says, oh, it's engaged. And then Ed goes, that was quick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's engaged. That was quick. Um, So, yeah, you get that amazing vinyl records moment. And then they discover uh, Peter Serafinowicz in the shower. And then steal his car. And Nick Frost just tearing that car around is amazing. And I love when he just pulls up going, yeah, boy. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) It's One of my so favourite bits before that is when they look through the po- the letterbox yes. and he's he, like, it's oh, called- there's no zombies. Oh, no, wait, there they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but I love the, the little call to how zombie movies, they never call them zombies. Mm, yeah. It's like, are any zombies out there? Don't, don't call them. Yeah, don't, don't call them that. Don't say that. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Yeah, right. it's... Uh... Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they're shouting up the stairs, that... Angle from the top of the stairs is pretty fucking good when you see both of them. Yeah, Pete. <laughs> Oi, prick! <laughs> yeah, he's not in. Yeah, it's great. It is great. And then they they head off to uh, Sean's mum's house. He's been on the phone to his mum. And... Oh, we need to talk about before that though, where they run over someone. Yeah, oh, yeah, that is. I'm sorry. Yes. Even <laughs> Is it even? Is it a rolly window? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's it's a roll roll down window. You're right. This is what I mean. You're it right, is. 
the whole film is unapologetically British because they've he's clearly dead even zombie notwithstanding and they still feel like saying you alright and I love it when he goes and he goes oh thank god (laughs) 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 never mind that his ankle is by his chin it's fucking great (laughs) it's so good oh thank god I love it when they, they get to Sean's mum's house and he's walking up behind his stepdad with a cricket bat and he's just like, I'm so sorry. He's like, why? What have you done now? <laughs> Can we call it by its specific title, Bite of the King's Head? Yep. Yes, sorry. Yes. So yeah. I feel like we need to tag these... Uh, yeah. Like, Foreshadowing moments yeah. to fruition. Yeah. But I love how he was like... He, he is your typical older British... Because we have got these people now... He's like, oh, it's all just a bunch of smackheads outside. But it's also like he's it's like he's made out of like MDF. He's so like <laughs> You know what I mean? He's so what? You know how some <laughs> some older people are so like stiff backed No. And like, they're made of cardboard. No? So if I if I Googled <laughs> Bill Nye on the IKEA website, they yeah. give me the uh... The Frogburg. <laughs> The Berlin Eye, yes. <laughs> oh, God, that was like... Have you? This is another segue. Have you watched uh, Eurovision on Netflix? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh. Pierce Brosnan's accent is that. Is so, <laughs> it's like Swedish chef from the Muppets. <laughs> it is. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, also, I think my favourite part oh, is... Boy. The first song, which we don't revisit. Volcanic eruption, man. <laughs> I wonder what your neighbours think is happening right now. <laughs> I could not give two shits. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, but it, it's it's funny because there, there are. It, that is exactly how some people would be, even yeah. in a zombie apocalypse, like completely ignorant to the facts. And because we've got people now, I'm not wearing a mask. It's fine. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. His mum is such the apologetic, yeah. older British lady. It's like, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't want to bother anyone. It's, yeah. It's, uh... One of my favourite bits is when she's uh, talking about him, and then Simon Pegg goes, "Oh, he, uh, he touched me when I was a child." <laughs> yeah. And there's a silence. He goes, "I made that up." <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. And then he went, "Did he tell you that, motherfucker?" It's like he's a literal. Just, just like, yeah. like, sorry, mother. I mean, mum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, mother. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, but that, that look she gives him then, everyone's had that look where they've gone a little bit too far and it's like, oh, no shit. Yeah. Um, sorry. It's because it's immediate, like, I'm so sorry. You have said that. Um, <laughs> I love that bit as well when she's like, oh, I'll add it to the jumbo sale. And he's like, I've, I've thrown it away. And he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that, that really hit home. Like, because we've got to the age where. We've got random shit back at our old homes and stuff, which we, we're never going to go back and get yeah. or use. Mm-hmm. But even if it gets choked out, you're just like, oh, yeah. well, what if I wanted to play with it? My mum my and dad made the... They went above and beyond and moved out of their house to a smaller house when I left. So that it was not very non-committal. <laughs> I was never going to go back home. And they threw everything away. Oh. Are you okay, Tom? <laughs> I don't think I am. I, I'm not ready to um, talk about it. Can, can we just circle back of uh, ten minutes in, in the film? Because we forgot to talk about that amazing sequence when he's coming up with his plan for what to do, 
And at first it's right, well we'll we'll get Liz, go to mum's, and then we'll come back home. We can't come back home, it's not safe, right? Yeah. We'll, right, we'll we'll go to mum's, we'll get Liz, and then we'll we'll stay, you know, we'll stay at Liz's no, can't do that. All right, okay, we'll, we'll we'll go to mum's, get Liz, we'll go to the Winchester, like yeah, that it's just I, such a great sort yeah. of uh, you know. I don't from a technical point of view, I'd have loved to see like the shooting plan for that day. Yes. Yeah, because because each bit is just a little bit different. You know, when it shows them killing Philip, like sorry, Philip. Every time, li- and uh, as they relive it, it all gets a little bit lazier as well, as if in the heads that all right, sorry, Philip, and it's just it, it's great. It is. Do you great. think they didn't tell anyone what was going to be the the end of the film? Um, no. <laughs> Why do you think Bill Nye thought he was going to survive throughout the whole film? He was like, I don't know what's going to go on. Yeah, he only signed on because it was he thought it was called yeah. Philip of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're on it, Bill Nye, amazing actor. He, yeah. he is, is he's excellent, great. isn't he? And you see it in his little death scene where he's all... He lets rip on Simon Pegg. He's acting. Yeah. Mm. Properly acting. And the thing is, like, yeah. I, I feel hatred towards Sean because I, I want Bill Nye to be my dad. Same. Even angry Bill Nye who chases you with a stick. It's, it's one of my... Even yeah. Davy Jones Bill Nye I would take as my dad. <laughs> this At is... least he teaches piano. <laughs> this is one of the things that all three films do really well is they get um, these amazing classic British actors... <laughs> Are you okay? No, I'm really not. I'm just thinking of Pirates of the Caribbean now he's playing the organ. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not editing any of this, by the way. I can't Good. be bothered. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> you compose yourself. I'll, I'll just carry on without you, it's fine. It's so I'll, just, I'll just keep on going. How does he play the piano with a lobster claw? I never thought about that. It should be. Dun dun. Dun dun. Boom! I don't think we can use any of this show. <laughs> Can you just send it to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the entire show is not usable. Oh. Like, it's about four hours long, and most of it is not even about Shaun of the Dead. I feel like the tagline for the episode should be, how does he play the piano with a lobster claw? <laughs> <laughs> just keep them guessing. Just like, Shaun of the Dead, lobster claw. All right. Oh. Jesus, we are about 30 minutes into the film. Come on. All right. <laughs> So, as I was saying, I, I love that these films take these amazing British actors and yeah. give them these ridiculous comic roles. Uh, and then, yeah, they, they get Philip out the house. Ed has deliberately crashed the car yeah. so he can drive the Jaguar, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> He's just smoking outside. Um, yeah, they get in the Jag and then uh, they, they, they go to Liz Liz's apartment. Yeah. It's Liz, isn't it? Um, I, I love that scene that's, of that's Sean funny. just ringing the intercom with zombies behind him. Like, so politely ringing the intercom whilst the zombies approaching yeah. him. Uh, again, again, it's that repetition. Yeah. Because, climbing, but he makes it. Yeah, time. so he, early in the film he doesn't manage to climb into the apartment, but this time he does manage to climb into the apartment. 
he has that great interaction with um, mm. Irish man. What's he called? Dylan. Dylan Moran. Dylan Moran and Lucy Davis. They get Liz out of, of, of the apartment. Uh, and then, like you said, on his way out, he is just making a beeline for zombies. Not even in his way, he's going no. to take them down. Yeah. Which I think that's just that all that pent up rage that we all have inside of us. Pent up apathetic aggression. Yeah, that's the thing. You'd have a day to yourself, wouldn't you? You'd treat yeah. yourself. It'd be like a spa day. <laughs> just nipping into the local town with a baseball bat, cricket bat. It's a cricket bat. It's yeah. a cricket bat. We're that's, we're in England. You know, the sort of a quintessential English fates in villages where you just you go in. There's a few stools run by grannies and stuff. There was one I went to growing up where there was a stool where it was just a like a set of shells with a load of china in it, and you just had these wooden balls, and you just lobbed them at the china. Nice. And it was the greatest sort of way to get rid of any aggression or anything I've ever experienced. It was just like, fucking break everything. <laughs> that sounds very lethargic. Not lethargic. Cathartic? Cathartic. <laughs> lethargic, as I am feeling lethargic right yeah. now after that. That'll be all the wine. Uh, and then, yeah, we they all clamber into the Jaguar, and then we get that scene where, of course, Bill and I dies. Mm. And you get that amazing moment where, where Sean's like, Mom, Philip's dead. No, he isn't. But he's turned into a zombie, yeah. obviously. Well, he's not my dad. It's like, <laughs> no, he was, but he's not anymore. <laughs> that was my favourite. One of my favourite bits, and you see Sean's character progress in yeah. so many different ways through mm. a film, yeah. but that is a bit that really sticks out. It's like, the, he, he was, but he's... Yeah. Yeah. The this monologue is, between Philip and Sean in that great. car is it's just... So good. Oh, it is great. And, Chef's and, kiss. And it's just, like any... <laughs> any yeah, any good comedy film that has a heart to it as well. And yeah. Sean and Philip have that moment that gives the film its sort of emotional centre... And it gives Sean that sort of right. Well, I'm I'm the man now. I have to, you know, he he, he thought I could be something, so I need to now be something for Philip because he's yeah. just died. Well, that's I think that is the, the the thing through the film is Sean being this man without a plan. Yeah. To a man who every day has a plan at the very end, and you see that develop, especially with like the changing plans where it changes a little yeah. bit each time. He's thing is though he's always he's trying. And yeah. I think that's the thing is that he is trying to improve and be better. And even if he's failing, at the very least, he's got the best intentions. Uh, and mm. he isn't just a complete deadbeat. He he is trying to you know make things work for himself and for his relationship and to save everyone's lives. Uh, but yeah, Philip dies, and then but he still has that great moment when he's turning off the radio. Yeah, <laughs> which, like you said earlier, it's how much of that yeah. person remains. It's again down to. Uh, Edgar Wright's editing, but like the timing in this film is perfect. Yeah. Mm. Like, or perfect, if you're Ed. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you mean, the line where there is nothing of the man you loved in that car anymore switches off the radio? Yeah. Let's go, shall we? Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, they start to make their way through um, suburban England, and then it, I love that bit when his mum is like, oh, I think. David and Mary live yeah, here. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing, you dithering old woman? Like, get away. But that's such a British mum thing yeah. to do. Like, are my friends in? Well, even... <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. But the bit just, I think just before then, where it's all the people from British comedy at the time 
Yeah, they meet the polar. Oh yeah, when they meet their opposite. Yeah, so I've written down that great scene when they meet their opposites. You know, Martin Freeman, Tamsin Gregg, Matt Lucas at the end. Yeah. Just, just. Yeah. Uh, well, like, so who is it? So there's, so Martin Freeman is Dylan Moran. You've got uh, Jessica. What's her name? Jessica Hines. Jessica Hines. Yeah, as yeah. Yvonne. Yeah. You've got. Uh, I think is it one of the writers of League of Gentlemen? Is that? Yes, it's. Yeah. Um, oh, who does he play? He plays the uh, cab driver who's going through the transition. Yeah, what? In League of Gentlemen. <laughs> I can't remember his name, though. No, I've, I've gone blank on his name, but he's like the Dylan Moran. Yeah. You've got Tamsin yeah. Grigg. Yeah. You've got Matt Lucas. Yeah. Is that everyone? Is there yeah, that's it. That's it, innit? But yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I'd watch that film. Th- that's what's so funny. It's like there was clearly a better film happening throughout <laughs> the whole film because they clearly have or a better a plan more, of action. More classic zombie film. Yeah, it, it, that's why it's so clever because it's like you've got the parody film and you've got the actual film happening at the same yeah. time and they've clearly got a better... Because even though, like, the Winchester... Yeah, what? she says, are you going to the pub? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Also, like, to the very end, she's her line is like... Um, at least some of you made it. Mm. Like, did no one else from her group survive? That's what I thought as well. I think they all probably not. Yeah. I think no, her, her whole, but that 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 would be in an actual zombie film. So, Most of the main team would die, wouldn't they? So does they? that mean the pub is a better choice? Possibly. Quite the possibly. pub is always a better yeah. choice. Over um, any activity. So peanuts. Yeah. Speaking of the I, pub. Sorry. Go sorry. On. So I had another question. So there's a bit where they. Um, the dithering mother says, "Oh, my friend, <laughs> oh, that's a horrible noise, Jesus! I hope I got caught." Like a paddle boat. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a bit where the dithering mother goes, "Oh, do my friends live round here?" And then she gets attacked, yeah. and then they're fighting that zombie off, yeah. and then they throw him a swing ball, yeah. and he swings that like <laughs> yeah. tennis ball around, and they go, "No, turn it round." Is is swing ball a British thing? Or is it? Yes, universal? I would say so. Uh, yeah, say so. it's it's a great moment because like yes, <laughs> I feel I feel like the American version has guns. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, weapons. Things you can get from Walmart. Yeah. My question would be: What <laughs> nice. would be your weapon of choice in a zombie apocalypse? Is it just from the house or things I can get from so, the from the area? Right, we'll do both, shall we? So if I was to say to you, if you were in... I mean, you are in this house right now. In this house, what would be your weapon of choice? Wow, that is a good question. Uh, my go-to's would be... You get one good knife from the cutlery drill. Yeah. Just okay. It's always handy, to, even in a, in a non-combative sense. So one good knife is useful Would to you have. pick... I'm going to go... Would you get a chef's knife or would you get a serrated knife? Chef's knife. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. okay. Chef's knife. Cause, cause, okay, okay, okay. Because I, I don't think you'll be also slicing, you'll be you're, stabbing. Yeah, you yeah. won't be hacking. Also yeah. My serrated knife is shit. I need a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can't I mean, sharpen them. No. And, you know, a serrated knife, you're going to cut yourself. Every time you cut yourself cooking, it's a serrated knife that does it. You're not going to pick a, a bread knife, are you? You're going to pick yeah. a chef's knife. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you'd get... You'd either break, I'd either break apart like the thing where your shirts hang from in the wardrobe, just something with a bit of weight to oh, it. Okay, yeah. so that, that you can use as like a club or something. A like pole, that. like a yeah, curtain some pole. kind of pole well, which you can either poke or smack. See, see, through. I think about this quite often. I always think, uh, you know, when I'm drifting off to sleep, my mind starts to wonder, like, well, what if somebody breaks in? How would I attack them? 
I would get the Velux window pole because that's a good length. You can get some distance on it. It's got a little hook on the end that would fucking hurt that. That's what I would yeah, get. If you're actually fighting in your home, you got to think about how close the walls are. You want something like a short sword. Yeah, I've got Ooh. a pretty spacious house, so it's fine. <laughs> All right. I'm very middle class. All right. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did used to think about this at school where... I would go straight to the woodwork department because you got random bits of pole, yeah, you got yeah. things made of metal, like tools and stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my art teacher hated me because every time they wanted to, like, each new term or whatever, you'd be moving on and you meant to link back to the last thing you did so you can build it through your coursework and stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> One time I made puppets, the next term I made. <laughs> I, I did. On a massive bits of card, I did like, like old like decks of cards, like a ace or whatever, and pretended that I was armor like I was a borrower, and I spent about a week with a wooden Jesus. pole in the woodwork department, just sharpening this bit of wood. Jesus. I could have killed someone. Oh my god! I was making what was meant to be like a cocktail stick to a borrower, but no one stopped me. I made a weapon at school. I want him on my team. <laughs> What was the question again? (laughs) (laughs) Would... Right, so would you do... Have you played Far Cry? Yes. So, in Far Cry and many other games, you have your main weapon of choice. You have your gun. Yeah. Or whatever you're going to do. You have your um, throwing weapons. Yeah. You have your blunt objects. Yeah. And then you also have, like... Sort of incendiary. Yeah, so I would definitely have like throwing objects. I would just want like a, a, a selection of little knives just to ping do, at zombies. Do you like? I am not an athletic man of any kind. I did not do sports. Do you trust your aim? No, no, no. As yeah, you see, think, yeah, yeah, I think this a lot when I watch these ones. I'm like, if that was me, I don't think I would be taking out many. This is why I need something handheld. That I can just hit them with because I can't. That would be my go-to. Yeah. Like, even with a gun, like I, I'd miss. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was saying earlier. I've never fired a gun before, so why would be? Why would my first attempt at firing a gun be in a combat situation See, in front of zombies? When I said if there was a zombie apocalypse, I would just top myself. You were like, "Are you okay? Really? It's the best course of action." No. Because otherwise, I'm, I'm going to get eaten. I don't want to get eaten by a zombie. No, I, I, I'd fucking enjoy it. It'd be like Christmas. Right? <laughs> I mean, kind of crazy-ass Christmas do you have? I mean, right, so... First weapon in the house. Yeah, knife. Knife is good. Yeah, it makes you sense. You get a chef's knife to... More of a multi-use jam. thing as well, like in our yeah. glimpses. Yeah, because yeah. you, can, you can, you know, cook your tea with it as well. Yeah. Curtain pole. Yeah. Curtain pole very good. Yeah. You pull the curtain Solid. pole down. Would you sharpen it or would you just keep it as it is? With my chef's knife, I'm blunt it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea of you running into a battlefield with a garlic press. Like, <laughs> <laughs> in his head. <laughs> like a nutcracker. I mean, hopefully, if there's uh, like a vampire invasion, Tom's over there pressing garlic on them constantly, <laughs> but otherwise, it's not much use. If you think about what you actually have at home, one of the heaviest things is probably your iron. Yeah, yeah. you, you could use the cord to whip it around. Yeah. Yeah. You never see that, do you? If you carried around a handheld generator with you, you could turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> get those get those creases out of those zombies. <laughs> out of their faces. Absolutely. They, they always do look a bit creased and stuff. Yeah. Get, that, get them crow's feet. You're just fixing zombies' faces. <laughs> 
sorry, love. I just need to get I'm really feet. There's like, oh, sh- sh- oh, Irene. Oh. <laughs> Irene. Why did you shush her? <laughs> hush, hush. Anyway, hush, hush. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, this this conversation is going nowhere. Uh, so, I thought it would be more of an in-depth conversation, but it really wasn't. But we're all really. clearly not. Cut out for We're Yes. We, we, Thank you. We do not have yes. any combat training. We are completely like, useless. Anyway. There are, there are great videos on Facebook where, like, oh watch them if you can, because it's like, there's, like, uh, veterans who will sit and watch Call of Duty footage. Yeah. And they will deconstruct it and they'll go, no, that didn't happen. This is how you would do it otherwise. I feel like that is what it would be like if we were in a zombie apocalypse. If yeah. someone watched it afterwards, they'd be like, of course that wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Who are these fucking idiots? Like, why have they got an iron? Why is it plugged into... Where is the outlet? In anyway. <laughs> anyway, yes. Simon Pegg tries to hit a zombie with a tennis ball. Sure. He then impales him on the tree. And then we get that scene where, well, obviously, uh, Sean goes up, goes up the slide to see if the coast is clear. He comes down and has an amazing bit of acting by Simon Pegg. His it's face... Great his face tells the whole story. Just like, is the coast clear? No. No. How many? No. Loads of them. Lots. <laughs> and he looks devastated. Um, uh, we need. Hold on, we've skipped the overarching theme of the three films of never taken a shortcut before. Oh, the fence. Oh, yes. That's great. It is great. Because uh, I forgot what happened at that moment. Because yeah. I couldn't remember if this is the one where he makes it over the fence. But yeah, he goes to leap the fence and just the panel just collapses. And it's great. <laughs> do they do it in the third one? I think they do. Yeah, I can't one. remember what they do in the third yeah. one. Is it, like a, is it like a, a hedge? Uh, it might be. Because I know in Hot Fuzz, yeah, Hot Fuzz he is... makes it over in a beautiful set, like series and then Nick Frost's character just <laughs> falls through it. Yeah, yeah in Hot Fuzz he, he leaps the first one and then somersaults the second yeah. one which is great and then Nick Frost just falls through it. Uh, uh, but yeah, that I, is great. I love a bit in this one where he, when he's worried about his mum and he trampolines and does like a flip over <laughs> yeah. the fence. <laughs> this guy that works in an electronic store is that is that, that is great. When did he take up gymnastics? Yeah. <laughs> um, but then they they devise they devise a plan to get to the Winchester by um, impersonating zombies. So Lucy Davis gets her her character moment when she is teach them how to be a zombie, and it's it's such. The film is just built of great individual sequences, yeah. and this is one of them when she does that just perfect uh, impersonation of absolute <laughs> bell end drama teachers. Okay, loosen up, do breathe. You, do you remember when me and you were in that? I think you were in it as well. I might be in under a chair at the time. Oh, maybe. I think you're a lobster. <laughs> yes. Um, We'll tell that story at some point on the podcast. We will. We will. <laughs> I think we all went for drinks in the interim between lessons, and I came back pissed as a fucking fart. Yes, you did. And I did my scene, and then the the lecturer was like, "Oh, you're really good, but you know Tom's really realistic. He's he's really putting his all into the scene." And I was like, "Tom's <laughs> drunk as a scum." I don't know what a fucking day it is. Like. <laughs> but the amazing bit about that scene is we've all been in a class where the teacher's been like, "Right, time to loosen up." <laughs> And we had to do, like, stretches and breathing exercises. And this is for an academic lesson. Well, what's going on? I hated being told to feel the room. Like, feel the room. Just just feel the atmosphere in the room. 
It's a it's a fucking lecture theatre in yeah. Huddersfield. Yeah. What am I supposed to be feeling? Yeah. But the the whole Depressed scene that I've paid six grand a year for this. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I mean, yeah. No, 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 yeah, yes. no, I don't hold any sort of. Like, <laughs> no, 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 not so. Uh, but it's a great. And then she goes through each character. It's like okay, right, okay. Let's see your zombie. And when she gets to the mum, who is just like a typical vacant mum, like oh. Perfect, uh, yes. Like, oh, sorry, I was miles away. Okay. Can we do our zombie impressions? Sure. Okay. Can I mean, we there's the a room? lot of physicality, but... Yeah. Do the stretch. Got to limber up. Got to limber up. Also, Tom going Tom, first here. Tom has taken his pants off, right. um, which I is mean, not I part of the zombie. I need full movement. <laughs> <laughs> he's limbering up. Um, oh, lose it, Okay. <laughs> he's... <laughs> 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 so if if you don't because you can't see what's happening uh, also Tom has come <laughs> <laughs> that is his yeah alright Tom Prime's going to be a zombie now oh, um... <sighs> Jesus I feel like that is that, that's the oh, sort it of encapsulates a whole range of emotion in yeah zombie. okay yeah Right, okay, okay. I've got to get in character now. Eating brains, eating brains. <laughs> <coughs> Steady! <laughs> no, that's eating baby, it's not. Oh, sorry, brains. that was Jar Jar Binks. Sorry, that was Jar Jar Binks. Okay. I sort of I, I knew it was there, <laughs> I knew it was a possibility, but I just. I just <sighs> okay. <laughs> So they um I've I've now got no notes for a long time in this film. It's fine. They they make the way to the Winchester and one of my favourite lines that I proper belly laughed at was that Dylan Moran's character, he's he's having that argument with Sean and he, you're like, you need to trust Sean. He's like, Why? This is a man whose idea of a romantic night spot and impenetrable fortress is the same thing. <laughs> That's just great. Such a great line. I mean, he's, he's a good foil. For he is a great foil for Sean, yeah, because he's such a prick. But he's also a bit of like a, just an absolute twat. <laughs> he's a complete twat, isn't he? Oh, he's such a prick, but he's also <laughs> such a twat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I mean. That, is, that is sound reasoning. He, d- yeah. he does think that in impenetrable uh, His fortress. character never says something that isn't accurate. Yeah. Yeah, like he's always saying the tr- a real fact, but like he's the way he says it and yeah. like communicates it to the others. Where it's like, oh, he's what are you doing? Like, such an arsehole, isn't he? If I said to Steph, "What are the three most romantic words you could think of?" She would say, "I love you." I would say, "Do you want to go to spoons?" Do you, <laughs> you want to go to spoons? Oh yeah, because I'm already pissed because I'm at spoons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already there waiting for her to come to spoons. Right, so let's just get through it then. So they're at the so they're at the. Lewis pub. has had enough. Oh, yes, <laughs> we might as well just get through this. When do you train? <laughs> when do you go home? <laughs> they're uh, they're at the pub. Uh, you have that amazing, amazing scene when it all just comes to a head. And you know, it's it, Sean's mum is going to turn into a zombie. 
Dylan Moran's like, we've got a killer. Yeah. You have that like Mexican standoff but with them all. Dylan Moran is the voice of reason in that room. Yeah. If he is, if she is turning into a zombie. Yeah. Like I say, killer. He's not, he's not saying anything incorrect. It's he's the just, way he says it. Yeah. yeah. He's being such a dick about it. And then he genuinely uh, would have killed Sean if there was bullets left in the gun because yeah. he pulls it and it just doesn't go off. But like, so, there's also a bit where why does Sean have to do it? Like when yeah. she actually comes back as a zombie. He gives the gun to Sean. Yeah. Why? Yeah, anyone could do that. Sorry, Mum, if you're listening, but anyone could kill you if yeah. you're a zombie. I'd rather, I'd rather not kill Happy them. Mother's Day! If other people are going to be available for it. I, I just love this fact that we just discussed killing mothers and Tom just scored a note off of his pad. <laughs> like, right, we've covered the killing the mum like section. Like I say, Mum, do not listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, it, it's an amazingly tense scene because the, 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 the sound design in the whole film is great because it just gets louder and louder and louder and then it just cuts out like it just did then. But it, But it's great. And then, yeah, they, they do kill Sean's mum, which is pretty grim, shooting his mum right in the head. One, one of the questions I had, you know when Dylan Moran has enough? Yeah. And he sort of climbs out the window and he gets attacked by zombies. Yeah. And everyone's holding on to his he legs. He doesn't climb out, he gets dragged out the window, but yes. At which point, as you holding the leg, do you go, right, well, he's dead now. Let's just... I mean, for them, it was when the leg came off, I think. His entrails are outside of his body. That, (laughs) which is also a reference to, I think it's Dawn of the Dead or something. It's his, yeah, it's his. And I'm I'm not a doctor. I don't know if you know this about me. (laughs) I am not a doctor. What? Did you not study medicine at Havasu? I did. I know you played a doctor once. (laughs) It was medicine... And drama. Um, <laughs> so you, two parts. So off. you can deliver your diagnosis in character, basically. <laughs> oh no, I can't. I can't say that on the podcast. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the Family Guy episode where. Yeah, nope, nope, nope. The barbershop nope, nope, quartet. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Carry Google on. it. Um, <laughs> uh, when someone's entrails are strewn across the bar. Yeah. When do you think? Right. That's it. The dead. Forget them. Yeah. I know. I mean, that... I'm not being funny, but I, I love you guys. You are, you are my best oh, friends. But you too. if you, if you're, <laughs> <laughs> all right, games. If your lungs of and stomach are adjacent to your actual body, on the outside, I, I'd be like, right, well, yeah, he's, they're he's dead. Probably gone. It's, yeah. um, <laughs> forget about him. This is. Um, this, it, this is the turning point of the film, isn't it? Like, yeah. And where it goes from parody to like, full, oh fuck. Like, yeah, and it needed that moment of full-blown horror because that was just grotesque. full on. Because, and he's screaming and Lucy Davis's character is like, oh, and she runs out to get, she's dead. She's definitely yeah, dead. And the special effects as well where they're yeah, ripping the re- stomach open. Because it's, you can tell it's all practical you, as well, which yeah. is... I vaguely remember from a special features they had one shot to do this because they couldn't afford the yeah to redo all the special effects that they'd made done like yeah. this it was one and done this is the only shot they had for this and it but it, wow, it absolutely okay. works because if that was you know VFX it's not going to have that same no, visceral, visceral reaction yeah. because you can see them tear in the stomach uh, but here's a question why do zombies want to eat every part of the body what makes them cannibalistic uh, well, it used mm. to it used to be just brains yeah back, back in day 
It was just brains. Your granddad zombies just ate brains. <laughs> but because like there's that bit when they're walking through the park and they're just like chowing down on a whole body. Like what what makes them want to eat people? It's and that, that fueling their life force with the life of others and all that mm, kind of yeah, thing. Maybe. maybe. Do they have a thought process as well? Because when does a zombie think, right, I'm gonna kill that person and consume them? And when does someone think, right, I'm gonna bite them and turn them into a zombie? That's, mm. That goes back to when I was talking about do they have a thought process, do they understand? Well, I think most of the time with that is they're biting them to then continue con- to consume them. Yeah. Okay. And the people get away from that. But is it like... So it's mindless biting. I think right. in but theory, I, it's played out in different movies. Different I ways, always but. think like like the, the, the zombieism is a disease and diseases want to spread. So like take COVID for example... You know, they found out that the COVID disease has, like, little sugars on the outside of it that trick the body into thinking it's something okay to have inside of it, and that's how it gets into your body without being recognised as a disease. That's terrifying. It is. But, so I assume zombieism I mean, is... My, my diabetes loves it. <laughs> so I assume... Diabetes, the god of sugar. <laughs> So I assume that uh, zombieism is like, it's the disease, you know, that's its way of spreading. You have to get hold so of something it's else. It's like that little okay. fungus that gets into ants and then controls the ants. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, shall we talk about, undeniably, the best sequence in the film when, you know, the zombies are breaking in, the bartender gets in, Queen Me. comes on the jukebox. This is... One of the best sequences in any comedy film ever. You know, Don't Stop Me Now playing while they're beating the I shit out of an old man. Ring around a rosy sort of yeah, shot. Yeah, with pool cues hit, and it's just genius. Yeah. It's well, so it's, good. It's interesting looking at it because you can look, no one's hitting him in the head because he's got so much paddy on and they yeah. know not. Like, hit him in the padding. It's very <laughs> obvious that he does have masses of padding as well. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like he's got padding. And it, it ties back to the beginning of the film when that song comes on and they're like, well, who put this song on? It's yeah, like, some random. Some random. Yeah. Some random. It's, like, random. <laughs> it's great. Who yeah. <laughs> put that on? Some random. It's like, it is so good, though. It's so well done. This guy is like, he's been doing uh, stunt work his entire career. Like, he's a, ren- like a renowned stunt artist at this point. The guy that's actually the barman. Oh, right. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did, I did not um, know that. There's a bit. I think he's. I think it was from Brigadoon or some rat like something. It would be like a, a much older film where when, <laughs> something where, beginning with B. We're, we're digging up the most, you know, on topic films of uh, Brigadoon. Bridge but, over the ri- River yeah. Kwai. I don't know. <laughs> as a younger stuntman, he went headfirst into a uh, jukebox. As a stunt. Oh. And then they remade that and did that in a different way for this. Okay. At least someone's done some research on movie making for this show. What what is the point of putting all your money into that stunt and nobody knows what that stunt... Because you wouldn't have known about it unless you Googled it. Oh, no. But that's but that's you. for your... <laughs> that's for your deep-cut movie fans, though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm Who? Who has watched Brigadoon? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, also Who Tom has watched has it. gone, right, I'll, I'll stick on Brigadoon. It might not then... be Brigadoon. I've, um, <laughs> I've just made a note of a great line. Zulu. Um, that's what he has, yeah. The original Zulu, Zulu with a jukebox. He, he smashes famous, someone's face that into the scene in Zulu <laughs> when they're waiting for the African warriors to attack. <laughs> 
Who spot going this on? Balls into a yeah, jukebox. That's the one. <laughs> Who's put this on? It's on random. He's playing Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. <laughs> it's just Michael Caine. <laughs> I have. <laughs> Jesus. I've made a note. I've made a note of a really great line, though. <laughs> just going back a few minutes. When. When that's for White Wedding. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cannot get through this. <laughs> There's just a great line before they've killed Sean's mum when he's arguing with Dylan Moran and he says, uh, he's always hated me, now he wants to shoot my mum. It's just such a great line. <laughs> like, it's out of context. Like, what a prick. Just to shoot his mum. <laughs> um, but I love the moment when the, you know, the zombies are breaking in and the tra- you know, the, the, they found out the gun actually works, which is a great sort of call back to, like, the, the gun's not real, don't be stupid. Chekhov's gun that doesn't work through the entire movie, isn't it? Oh, that is exactly what it is. It is oh, Chekhov's God, gun, isn't it? Jesus. Jesus Christ. Yes. I did drama. You really. did. I mean, I feel like you need to cut that out because no, no one no. will know what that means. Well, <laughs> for the folks at home, Chekhov's gun is basically, if you introduce a gun in the, the first act, it has to go off in the third act. And they literally do it in this film. And I, I didn't even realise till you said it. It is literally Chekhov's gun. Uh, but that also is an analogy for things that if you introduce it in the start of the film, it comes back into the end of the which film. Is which is entire the film. entire film, like, yes. Oh. We did drama, like guys. The dumb waiter. <laughs> oh, my mum. We did oh, that once. Oh, the dumb waiter. Um, but I love that when they're taking out the zombies, um, Sean and Ed kind of enjoy what they're doing. Like they're playing the video games in mm. real life. Top left. Yeah, and it's there's a little bit of joy in what they're doing, which I absolutely love. And their bromance is. Amazing in this whole sequence, yeah. you know when it, when uh, Dylan Moran calls him his bo- it calls him his boyfriend. He's not my boyfriend. It's like I've done you a pint, thanks, thanks babe. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I brought you pig snacks. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> their whole bromance is absolutely spectacular. Mm. Uh, and then yeah, the zombies start breaking in, and then Pete landlord comes in. And he gets hold of Ed, and he finally you know he he starts. But and that's pretty horrific, you know. When you see Ed getting. Bitten and yeah. torn to pieces. Yeah, just chunks. Is that yeah, it's the like? the practical effects are really well done. Right. And he looks so unwell. Yeah. Afterwards, like when he comes back over the bar when yeah. he's down in the cellar, he's. Yeah, he's. We haven't talked about. We haven't spoken about the uh, fart joke that runs through the whole. Oh, yeah. oh God! Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Sean. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sean. <laughs> and. I sorry, I did make a note with this actually. Simon Pegg's um, a- acting when he, you know, he's acting smelling a fart, and that's like a French joke. Smell the fart acting. Yeah. His smell the fart acting is really really good. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That is great. It reminds me when uh, watching Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Mm-hmm. When you see, is it not John Hurt? What's his name? Uh, Tim Roth. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah. When you see Gary Oldman hear something. Yeah. It's like equivocal to that. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's so good. It's great acting. To say he, he is literally just smelling a fart. He he does it so well. Um but yeah, the like I said, the film does turn at the end, it becomes much more a full blown action zombie film. You know, he lights the bar on fire, which is a great sequence. He um, has the to and throw, doesn't he, between does he save his girlfriend or yeah. does he save his friend? And he's yeah. like, he's he's got this moral decision. Of, yeah. 
pointing imagery, the gun at. Imagery freezes for a good 30 yeah. seconds when everything's yeah. going to shit. Like, yeah. And I'd argue that you would pick the girlfriend because Ed has already been chewed to fuck. <laughs> yeah, he would. Yeah. He's a zombie at this moment. Yeah. I'd be like, and right, I'll be I, I just have to say, for marital reasons, I would also pick my wife. Okay, just in case she's listening. Just to get yes. Not your girlfriend. Why? <laughs> Not my girlfriend. Shush. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Guys, come on. There's only two. He's going um, to edit this out. He's going to edit this out. And... She doesn't listen. No, she doesn't. It's fine. <laughs> she says she does, but she doesn't. I, uh, if you are. Good to... Right, moving on. Um, so, <laughs> Steph once said to me, she went, do, do I have to listen to your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not, not if you say it like that. No. <laughs> uh, but I, I love that moment when he's, he's you know, they're the behind the bar, the, it, it's on fire. He's like, oh, and then the zombies break through. Like, oh, give us a break. The bullets then explode on the bar and pings into the... Um... It's ironic as well that the woman who comes through the bar is the woman who was sat... Yes, she was the sat the behind them. And she's killed by Last Order's. Yeah, uh, it oh, hits the bell nice. and hits her that in the head. Is, that that is, is, I, I didn't clock. No, I didn't clock that either. That is great. That is great. Um, yeah, then they, they make it into the cellar, and then you get you get that moment of, um, like I said, all good comedy films have have a heart to it, and you have that bit when it's you know we're going to kill ourselves now, and they're they're going to do it. They they light the lighter and see the um, the the escape route out basically. Uh, they leave Ed behind, which is quite, it's quite an emotional moment. But I love that Ed just like cheers as as they're ascending. <laughs> they're basically going out of hell. Quite literally, they're ascending out of hell at yeah. that point. It's on fire. It's full of the dead. It is. It says hell. I don't mind being eaten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they start doing all this like lovey dovey talk, and he goes, "In fact, I'd like to be shot." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. He <laughs> changes his mind. Oh and as they're ascending, he's just gay. <laughs> um, but yeah, they make it out of the bar, and then you've got um, Yvonne comes back with the military. Yeah, they got... Sean! Sean! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are very lucky that the army didn't shoot them. Because, oh, yeah. they, because like they were just trigger happy shooting everyone they, at that they point. They must have some kind of specific training. It's like, if anyone's holding anything, do not shoot them. Yeah. Well,. <laughs> I was telling you about that Facebook thing where like Navy SEALs watch Call of Duty and they literally play by play say, right, I would not shoot that person, shoot that person. And if they go for a weapon or they move when you say halt, then you shoot them. So it's kind of the opposite like in this zombie scenario where if they don't move, yeah, have a, have a crack. Yeah. Mm, if they try to get out of the way of you, oh, they're probably human. They're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, I'd say that. If they put their hands up, then you wouldn't shoot. Yeah, but, but yeah, they're incredibly lucky not to just die in that moment. Yeah, very, very lucky. But the thing I love about this film is, you know, it's a lot of filmmakers and writers would try and spend a lot of time trying to explain how the zombies came about, how they cured it. I love how this film doesn't really... It's just on in the background on the news. Because they smattered every version yeah. of how zombies have come about yeah. through newspaper headlines and like little and also and it just it doesn't matter it's not about that it's about how your characters survive and I, I love that it's you know they have that bit the army come in clear well, the streets but, and then it's the next cuts to him in the morning the next day and he's yeah. it's that call back to the old people he's staggering through the kitchen the whole film is a standard day 
to yeah. them. Yeah. It, it's the same day they would play out even if there weren't zombies. Yeah. They go to the pub, they yeah. go to the corner shop. Yeah. Don't yeah. matter. And I get that's the running... That was very yes, good. very good. That very running good. thing as well with uh, the Jack- Jessica Hines character where it's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, surviving. However, like they say that at least two or three times in yeah. the movie as well. They are just surviving. That's yeah all they're trying to do. Yeah. Mm. I, yeah, but I love that she is with the army. She has been on a better film than this at somewhere, which I love. I love that she's been on a more exciting adventure than what we it's, have watched. It's the Rogue One of Sean of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. Um, and yeah, and then it cuts to the you know the next day, the next month. It's six months, isn't it? Later, it's six. The news guy says six months after the. Uh, I hope we get to a point when so, when we wake up. Piers Morgan's back on TV. He says six months after COVID nineteen has finished. I can't wait for that day. I kind of mm. want him not to have a career at that point. But well, yes, true, but <laughs> it will have. Oh, it will. You can't get rid of him. Ezra strangled by a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that. <laughs> it it cuts ahead six. <laughs> Jesus. There's, there's a note in my notes like how do you how do you throttle how do you garrote someone with a draft ex, draft excluder? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had that line as well. And how British is the word draft yeah. excluder? Honestly, I've literally got one up yeah. against the door. I know you do. I've seen it. Um, but yeah, it cuts ahead. It cuts ahead six months. You've seen Sean's turned his life around. He's he's living with uh, Liz now. All all happy. Um, you get those callbacks to the news stories. The the anchor man's like, well, you know, I never thought I'd be saying remove the head and destroy the brain. Yeah. Um, and I love that little moment. It's like I'm just gonna go in the garden. He's like, okay. And then he's got Ed in yeah. the shed playing well, video games. The shed is always locked. Yeah. He has to unlock the padlock to yeah. get in. It was also such a dick move as like a two player game. He's not doing very well when he's just randomly pressing one button. Yeah. You're destroying him. You're yeah. setting your record very high on this game, um, whatever you're playing. But, and then the film ends with them, with, with Queen's best friend playing over the top, which is dead nice. sweet. It's yeah. sweet. Um, and then it, and then that's the end. Great. We, we haven't said a bad thing about this whole film. Because no, it is, like, pacing is great. It's just the perfect length. The acting is perfect. The casting is on point. The writing is clever. The wordplay is just genius. The action is great. The practical effects are great. There's nothing to knock about this film, and it's made it made for a hard <laughs> lot of note taking. Quite frankly, we got through it though. Go to we it. did, we did, we got through it by going off tangent every two minutes. Um, it's what we do. Yeah, it's what we, it's, it's what the, the audience want. So, do we have any closing thoughts? Um, I hope we don't, to I'm be honest. I'm sure to have the miscellaneous notes that Tom can't fit into a conversation. Sorry, yes. Miscellaneous notes that can't be fit organically into it's conversation. Go. It's only a Go. Uh, I can't remember if I mentioned this, but uh, one of the songs playing on the bus uh, through the guy's speakers is a song by Zombie Nation. Oh, nice. Which is a nice little... Nice. Okay. Nice also, little when, when they're on the bus at the start, <coughs> a, lot, a lot of people are coughing. And I was like... Yeah. Oh, that's relevant. Everyone's yeah, coughing on felt, the bus. It yeah. felt like a plague bus. I was like, oh, no. It, it was hard to, it, to disconnect from reality at yeah, that yeah. point. Why is no one wearing a face mask? Oh. Like, I wonder if it like... Plague te- bus. Yeah. <laughs> like a plague ship. <laughs> I wonder if in like 10 years, people will listen to this podcast about, what are they talking about? Coughing and COVID. What's all this? There's, there's a great meme on Facebook circulating where it's an old lady on a Zimmer frame and there's a, there's a girl like guiding her and she goes... 
I used to listen to bands live. <laughs> sure you did. Let's get you yeah, home. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's going to be. We're, we're going to be at a point where we're in our 80s and 90s and we're just going to reminisce about the fact where we could touch each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this podcast, after we go off air, gets very, very different. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine a world where we're doing this until we're 80 and 90? I, I, I said to Steph, guess which episode we're on? And she went, 56? Went, There's 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, It's a good joke, but it's like, why are we getting jabs for the Isle of Wight? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a nice joke, but it's like, what are they yeah, doing? Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, one, and there's not much else, because it's kind of, I think there's one little Easter egg. Uh, in the pub, there's a poster for a pool knockout comp, which later on they knock oh, out the diary. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that, okay. That's, that's yeah. it, though. That, that is this film personified. That is uh, so much thought has gone into every single scene. Yeah. And you know, that too much for if anything. Oh, you probably because I didn't notice that, and I, I, and I, I don't think many people have noticed that at all. But we were talking about the fact that Ed foreshadows the entire film and tells you the story of the entire film, but. I read something as well where it says Ed, when he describes the lives of the people in the pub, mm-hmm. that's also how they die in the film. So the the snake hips guy... Yeah, he gets eaten by a load of women. He so gets that's... killed by a load of women. He's a womanizer. Oh. And then the, the woman... Well, she gets... Yeah, like you said. She's a Last yeah. orders. Yeah. She gets killed oh, by... No. Hold on. Technically, she gets described as a cockamaniac. <laughs> yeah, she's a cockamaniac. Café au lait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, there we go. Um, thank you for listening to our Sean of the Dead episode. Uh, as always, please give us a five-star... Please yeah. give us a five-star rating. Um, we, On what? Apple Podcasts. Everything. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. To your granddad. To your nan. Jesus. Just tell Jesus. your nan it's five stars. Uh, you know, share... Our... Tell her it's about knitting. She'll oh love that. Oh, my God. It's, it's about Guys, broad church. Can I... <laughs> Can I do Can I do the sign off, please, guys? Um we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Share us, like us, spread yes, we are on Twitter. Spread the word. Don't tell Tom's mum for the love of God. Thank you. Um we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.